In this episode, Dr. Cashy embarks on a riveting exploration of frustration, dissecting its intricate influence on our lives and providing actionable insights on navigating its varying manifestations. Dr. Cashy argues that by respecting and understanding frustration, you can find solutions and get a grip. Roll the intro! Hello, and welcome to <sighs> Coffee with Cashy. I'm your host, Dr. Trevor Cashy. Do a bunch of little things add up into a big thing? Well, consider the following. If you put a bunch of oranges into a basket, does it spontaneously make a giant orange? Do nine pregnant women make a single baby in one month? Hmm? No. Little things add up to a bunch of little things. But many times, it feels like a big thing. History positively brims, or negatively brims, as it were, with tales of frustration. British General Cornwallis surrendering to the band of American misfits during the Revolutionary War. That must have been frustrating. <laughs> Nationwide and international lockdowns because of a fast-spreading virus. The Indian Space Research Organization crashing Vikram, their lunar lander, which would have made India the fourth nation to have successfully landed a craft on the moon. Many tens of thousands more frustrating ends overflow the history books. And that's just the stuff that's formally recognized as frustrating ends by representatives of entire nations. <laughs> However, Humans have frustrating stimuli every day of their lives. Some frustrations, like nationwide lockdowns, your degree of influence over them is slim to none. However, your influence over a vast majority of your frustrations, if you have them, how intense they are, and what you do about them, is quite high. It's quite high. Much higher than you might think. Humans fabricate, potentiate, and perpetuate their own frustrations. Yes, practically every person at one time or another has, one, managed to create a frustration out of thin air, two, taken a practical frustration and upgraded it into a negative emotional disturbance, and three, taken that emotional disturbance, fed it, cared for it, trained it, and turned it into their loyal pet. You know, just to maximize the number of crippling, misery-inducing events in their lives. Your composure in the presence of a frustration of any magnitude is tantamount to dealing with them in a rational and constructive way. Unless you can approach a frustration from being out of gas to being out of work with reasonable levels of poise, you are more likely to think and act impulsively, to think distorted things and do silly stuff, to do or say something silly, to take a practical problem, upgrading it into an emotional disturbance making your day-to-day -day life crappier and more misery-inducing. Now, in the early 18th century, Jonathan Swift wrote a bit of a satire on the human condition. Maybe you'll recognize it. It was called Gulliver's Travels. It has since been recreated in various forms, including modern movies, since its original publication, I think 1726. Okay. In, in any case, Gulliver woke up one morning and tried to get up. And in quick order, he had noticed he was tied up. He was tied up. Hogtied? No. Thick ropes or leather cuffs? No. 
He was tied to the ground by thousands and thousands of teeny tiny strings. Strings put there by teeny tiny human-like creatures during the night. Now any one of those strings would have been child's play. But this was a web of madness. <laughs> it is reasonable to say that every person at least sometime in their life has been in Gulliver's position. Maybe that time is now. Restrained. Inhibited. Overwhelmed by frustrations. And you can't stand it. Hmm. Can any single thread tie you down? No. However, as if a coordinated assault by zillions of little creatures in the night, the collective web of, of threads almost certainly can. While some frustrations are larger, more emotionally taxing, and thus more memorable, like being laid off or sustaining a major injury, the reality is that even though those situations are more memorable, they actually play second fiddle to the daily frustrations in terms of the effect they have on your mental stability and physical health. It is the so-called little things happening every day, things you mostly forget even happen. The sting from a mocking remark, the clenched jaw when your computer freezes, the cringiness of slurping and lip smacking as a person eats, The interesting thing is that as you read or listen to this book, you'll find that you probably do better at tolerating and overcoming frustration than you think. And at the same time, that you can also do far better than you currently do. Giving yourself credit for what you can do and respecting where you can improve and recognizing it when you do is tantamount to maximizing your frustration tolerance or maximizing the progression of any skill for that matter. And yes, frustration tolerance is a trainable skill. By improving your frustration tolerance, you give yourself a one-up on frustration management. You will be frustrated at some point. That much is known. You might be frustrated now. Being calm, collected, and with presence of mind when encountering those frustrations increases your chances of approaching them rationally and dealing with them constructively. This means that you position yourself to have more time, energy, and brain power to do the things that matter to you. Most important of which is developing your efficacy. That is your ability to do things you want, to do things you want to do, and to also get better at doing those things. If you stop doing the things you know you're better off doing and you quit, frustration tolerance will help you. If you delay doing things you're better off doing, procrastination. Frustration tolerance will help you. If you do impulsive stuff that feels good now and then feel bad about it and punish yourself, frustration tolerance will help you. In other words, developing your frustration tolerance is to legitimately increase the degree of influence you have on the course of your life. I Can't Stand It is a book detailing and neutralizing many of the mental and environmental traps goading you into frustrating yourself. If you understand where frustrations come from and how they work, then you can think about frustrations rationally, deal with frustrations constructively, and improve your tolerance to frustrations all at the same time. You'll be able to work your way out of the major life-altering frustrations, as well as cut all the tiny threads that work together collectively, rendering you on a relative scale physically and intellectually handicapped. This is a three-pronged approach to maximizing your frustration tolerance. 
strengthening your body, gaining presence of mind, and establishing positive feedback loops. Strengthening your body to deal, to better deal with or to even embrace, to welcome the stress of multiple frustrations at once so that you can withstand even more frustrations and more of them later, physically. Who has just one frustration at a time? <laughs> Get real. <laughs> You'll learn more about this in this section about the body's biological stress response. Next is gaining presence of mind. It's quite easy to read or listen to a book on frustration, nod in agreement with the premise, and even have a strong intellectual understanding of rational thinking and constructive approaches to resolution. But what, but what is more frustrating than having all of those useful things that you learned, all of that useful stuff swimming around in there, fly out the damn window when you need it most, when you get frustrated and all that stuff you learn just seems to poof, disappear on vacation. Presence of mind will keep you alert enough to recognize this before it happens so that you can use the formidable resources at your disposal to avoid, shrink, and resolve frustrating stimuli. Next is to establish positive feedback loops. This combines the other two pillars of frustration tolerance, using a stronger body and a more present mind together, recognizing and demolishing the patterns, the cognitive grinders that potentiate and perpetuate frustration. People stay, people stay stuck in ruts because they often take, make relatively normal things and make them bad and make relatively bad things worse. And if they do encounter a frustration, they apparently try to make it as miserable and as long lasting as possible. <laughs> this book is about transitioning from the distorted BS belief systems you harbor about your frustrations. You know, the BS that people use as permission to act impulsively and destructively to instead thinking more rationally and acting more constructively. To that end, this book is also about interrupting the negative feedback loops, potentiating and perpetuating the stress and misery caused from chronic, chronic frustrations and replacing them with positive feedback loops so that you can legitimately increase the degree of influence you have on the course of your life. Although grasping for complete control over just about anything like the environment or the people in it is an act of futility, what you can do is take these three principles and apply them to yourself to strengthen your body, to gain presence of mind, and to combine your stronger body and more present mind to create more positive feedback loops in your life. Avoiding or ignoring frustration is impossible. Exaggerating frustration leads to disturbance first in your mind and then soon after in your body. The body keeps the score. <laughs> this is about recognizing and respecting frustration for what it is. Frustration might possibly be one of the single most motivating things humans have at their disposal. Frustration carries tremendous value. Frustration, when respected, prompts you to take a problem and find a solution. Frustration, when respected, prompts you to get better. First, you'll learn about some typical frustrations. After, you'll get a more technical and scientific look at frustration. Then you'll weave the two together as you start to train your frustration tolerance on purpose and with purpose. That's all she wrote today. Thank you so much for learning. Stay rational. Want to continue having coffee with Dr. Kashi? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. 
Thank you, and see you next week. Dr. Cashy is out! <laughs>